We're heading to uh, Sudan because uh, we are going to get the latest on developments there. This is a desperate situation, the healthcare system on the brink of collapse. This is after the country's second largest city was captured by forces fighting against the army. Uh, Woodman Honey had been, uh, had been seen as a safe haven, frankly. Well, not now. The paramilitary rapid support forces, or RSF, have taken it. There have been reports of summary executions, sexual violence, other abuses too by the RSF. The first six months of this conflict, UN estimates more than 9,000 people were killed. 6.7 million people are believed to have been displaced, both internally and externally. 4.9 million people are at risk of extreme hunger, and uh, 25 million are in need of humanitarian assistance. Uh, for more on this now, we can uh, speak to uh, Jonas Horner, uh, Sudan analyst, former deputy director uh, of the Horn of Africa at the International Crisis Group. Thank you very much for coming on the programme. Thanks for having me. Uh, just uh, give us your assessment of where things stand today, a continuing deterioration. Yes, continuing deterioration. Um, you know, this is on the back of the rapid support forces continued drive uh, away from uh, the western region of Darfur, where they've had considerable success over the last month and moving eastwards past the capital of Khartoum, which is in the center of the country, more or less, and, and to heartland areas of the country that are key for agriculture, key population centers. And as you said, you know, Wad Medani has been a destination for many of the displaced who flooded out of Khartoum, um, away from the vicious fighting that has really wrought serious destruction across infrastructure, homes, businesses, um, factories, they've all been been largely destroyed in the country. And so many of these people had taken shelter in Wad Medani. They're very concerned for their, their, their welfare being there as the RSF sweeps through. And, and as those populations worry about the RSF's um, tribalized and, and ethnicized uh, killing sprees that, that occurred in Darfur. And what's the kind of international response or international solution here? Well, in practice, there hasn't been a great deal of, of pushback and there hasn't been a great deal of intervention in, in this conflict. There have been attempts by the US and the Saudis um, at a forum in Jeddah, which has unfortunately um, failed uh, several times over. Um, the uh, regional forum, uh, EGAD, have uh, a current um, uh, attempt to, to, to bring about a ceasefire underway. But unfortunately, both sides seem to seek a military outcome here. And so they're focused on that. But I must say that the last maybe two weeks or so have perhaps changed an equation for, for, for many of the stakeholders, both in, in Sudan and outside of Sudan, given the RSF's rapid ascent and rapid ability to move across um, Sudan's uh, landscape, successfully taking all, all of these towns. Um, ideally, we would really like to see um, the, the US and the UK and the EU approach some of the benefactors of these two militaries and, and have them intervene uh, to, to sort of halt fighting on their behalf. And um, what's your, well, I suppose, assessment of the chances of that? What's your level of optimism, hope? Um, low. Uh, Sudan, uh, especially even after its its quite spectacular start, this conflict in Sudan really didn't garner that much attention. Certainly, thought you know it sort of was filed away below other conflicts, even in the region below places like Ethiopia, which had a recent uh, devastating conflict, but also Ukraine and and now more recently Gaza. And so the bandwidth internationally to pay attention to what is a genuine humanitarian disaster and has real repercussions for the region and geopolitics and the Red Sea. You know we've seen a, a task force set up 
out to, to address Red Sea security uh, just this week. But all of these things are issues that Sudan touches on. And uh, it I would suggest it is to the detriment um, of the international community that they continue to, to, to not give enough attention to this country. Okay, Jonas Horner, thank you very much for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank you.